Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. I don't know how enjoyable this is going to be. Just kidding. I think it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> I am Annalise Seaborn. I am a certified life coach. I've been coaching for four years, four and a half years, I want to say. Um, God's had me on a very interesting uh, accountability-filled journey with that. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I coach at Winning at Home. So just so that you know that, too. Um, but you're going to see a lot of info on the bottom of some of these handouts that say, Wake Your Dream Life Coaching. That's me. Um, when I started that business, I had no idea how much my life was going to change because of the fact that I was following my calling. Um, so just a little, a little bit about that. Um, so I live in Holland um, with my husband, Alan, and our two dogs. And um, Alan is Dan's oldest son, just so you have some idea of that. So we are currently in the process of moving. Um, I, I said, I feel like this time to do this workshop is sort of like a little bit of God's sense of humor, because on a lucid normal day, I would say, man, I really wish we heard a lot more like in church, people who are in the messy middle. I wish we heard about being in the middle, like not being at the end of something, not like, not that that's not great, but I wish we heard just more of what it feels like to struggle through something and try to make the choices that we talk about. Oh, th these are the choices we make. These are the practices that God wants us to have. Um, I'm in that. I had a lot of things happen, even just <laughs> in the past couple weeks, man, I was on the ground last night sobbing because there's so much, there's so much going on. I couldn't even put my finger on it. And I have this thing that I lead my clients through, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm about to do that for myself. Um, I, I had to do like an emotion cleanse. So I draw a big cloud on a piece of paper, and I just write all of my, just my emotions, all in the cloud. Because when you're starting to figure out where you're at, that's kind of how it feels, right? There's just too many things. And when you think about organization, it's like that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to put things in a certain order. And we see so many examples of that. Obviously, social media, I mean, is really, yeah, it's really rampant with a lot of, like, um, the examples on social media. They all tend to sort of look a certain way. You can definitely tell what our culture values in terms of what it decides success is what it decides order is, what it decides your priorities should be, what it decides should be important for you. But what I love about what we get to do with this whole topic today is we get to reclaim it. Because we're daughters of the king. I wore my gold today. I was like, yes, I'm a daughter of the king. Like, That's what I want you each to feel the purpose of being here right now. You get to be in the middle. You get to claim it it's fine and it's okay and it actually means we're alive. So just kind of to put that on there for you too, um, that perspective. Yeah, honesty from the beginning. So that's what I want you to each feel invited to during our workshop. Um, this week one, I want to kind of help set the foundation a little bit of just what I feel like God's heart is for each of us in such a practical topic of organization. Um, in order. And like I said um, with my little blurb about the workshop, when you think about 
organizing your life God's way, you're going to need to know clearly who you think God is and what you actually believe. I want you to be so honest. This is my call, too, right now, being in the middle. So we're moving. I'm in the middle of what I call house haze. I don't know if anybody has moved before, but man, I feel like my actual physical brain is like split between two different planets. There's everything house-related planet over here, and then there's everything else in my life over here. And it's been so difficult to like put my priorities where I think they should be because my, I am just not myself, I feel like, right now. But again, saying that and then being in a position to step into an opportunity that God's given you to meet and to interact and to show up as you, he asks us to do that every single day in so many different ways. Like throughout this workshop, you're really going to take a look at the roles that you have in your life, whether it's wife or mom, uh, daughter, teacher, whatever your career is, um, plug them all in. God, If God cares about all of this, he certainly cares about the practical way that we have to walk through that every day. So I just want to remind you that you don't have to, you can be both and, okay? I'm in a house haze, and I'm here right now, and I feel purposeful, and I had to do an emotion cleanse last night, and I'm like feeling baggy-eyed from that. It's okay. It's what real life is, and when we engage in it and when we accept our own humanity, that's why I'm going to be um, going over self-kindness a little bit today. We're not going to do that worksheet right now, but that's why I made this worksheet, because I feel like it all comes back to God's heart for each of us as humans. There is a reason that Jesus died on, a cro on the cross to save us, and ultimately we're eternal beings, right? So what's the point of us living this life? God knows what it is. God knows what it is. There's a purpose for your life right now that he wants you to re-tap into. He wants you to reclaim it with him. And I believe that each one of you has your own distinct perspective of that. I believe that God talks to each one of us in a very, very personal, intentional way. He knows what we each need. So don't let somebody else's challenge or somebody else's I don't know, let, let the examples of the differences in this room, let them inspire you, but don't feel that you need to copy. I really want you to get curious because God's a creator. Like when we think of a creator, we think of, you know, when you think of art, it's like some of us in here would consider ourselves like, yeah, I, I'm a bit of an artist, you know? I think I'm a bit of an artist. But even some art, I'm like, I... I have no idea what they were going for with that. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And that's because art is just a way that we see, it's just an external example of what it can look like to be really curious, really innovative, and just go where you're being led. And I want you to feel the freedom to do that, even if it means coloring outside the lines, even if it means going a little bit against who you always thought you were, those kinds of things are so important for where God wants to bring you. If we're going to be living an abundant life, it's got to not be our way, <laughs> right? And it's okay to say that. It's not unloving for me to acknowledge that in myself. Like, that's important. I need to embrace, like, the truth of who I am as a human and who God designed me to be and how he designed me to go 
with where he's calling me. So, um, oh yeah, I have this whole list of being at what I'm in the middle of. So moving, I spilled coffee with a lot of creamer in it on my laptop. Um, the laptop that I needed to use to make the structure for here. So <laughs> the keys are sticking. I'm like, I don't even know. These, these are going to be petty things, but again, get real, right? Think about your own life. Sometimes it's the pettiest beep beep that gets in your way and that you're like, why is this the thing that's derailing me? It's okay. It's okay. So that happened. Um, we are currently in the process of getting our current house appraised and our fridge broke down literally like the very second, like one day before they're going to do the appraisal and everything needs to be set just right. And we have tons of food like in ugh, cooler bags. I, I don't even want to go to there. So I also got asked to do jury duty for the first time in my adult life. Why not? Why not right now? Literally, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's officially moving day. That's my first day for jury, jury duty. So that's all happening. And my husband and I, you know, we're trying to share with each other what our struggles are, trying to be there for each other. And of course, there's communication, just ships passing in the night. Just we're on a walk with the dogs yesterday. And I totally felt it. I was shutting him down because I didn't want to hear more. But I knew on the other side of me, I'm like, but I need to be a support to him because that's why we're taking this walk. Like, it wasn't good. I didn't make good choices, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, uh, but it's okay. Like, God knows about all of this mix. He knows what's weighing on your heart. He cares about all of it. I prayed for, I was trying to get my dog to poop before the tech came to look at the fridge and I was like please please <laughs> like I prayed about it not even kidding it sounds insane to me even right now but this is what I'm talking about is it's not about the little tiny thing that you prayed about you're not trying to get God to be a genie you're acknowledging that he's in relationship with you okay so again kind of bring it back to this organize your life God's way if my God if each of your God is in relationship with you, what does, he, what does he immediately want when he thinks about your life? God thinks about your life. What does he want for you? So I'm, I'm doing this week one really focusing on who God is and who you are. Um, Chris, if you could start handing out that God's way, there's an extra handout that, um, thank you so much. There's an extra handout that I, it was just kind of like spur of the moment because I will tell you, God has had you women on my heart in spite of all this like torn between two planets sensation that I've been feeling. God has had you women on my heart for like a week and a half solid. And he's just been like giving me things and giving me things. And I'm like, God, there's too many things. Like, I don't know how to organize this. But my point is, he's being very intentional with you right now. And I wrote, I just wrote down some thoughts about God. So that's what this handout is coming to you. Um, and I built in some questions. This is not something you have to do right now. But what I want you to do is think about your own thoughts about God. I was like, who do I think of when I think about God? 
He's literally always looking out for our good. God is not an I told you so being. He doesn't need to be right all the time. He already is right all the time. He doesn't lash out at us or feel defensive and then withhold good things from us because there's nothing for him to prove. He doesn't have weaknesses that he feels like he has to protect himself from, pride-wise, or make sure people don't know about. There are no weaknesses in him, and there is nothing that he doesn't understand or see. He is literally perfect in every way, all-powerful and all-knowing. When you notice what you think about God's way, are you considering his godness? Or are you looking at him through the lens of how people or circumstances have treated you? Like he could let you down, or like he doesn't understand you, or like he has a selfish agenda that's not actually what's best for you. He created you because he delights in you. What quality of life would you want for somebody you delight in? He works all things for his glory and our good, and you are the crown of his creation. What would you expect God to consider about you and your current situation if he is working everything out for his glory and for your good? He is holy. He can't sin against us. If he can't sin against you, what are the things that would block your trust in him? Hurting us is not possible for him. His way for us does involve boundaries and parameters and a firm foundation, but that's not to limit us. It does sometimes limit our view, but there's always, it is always there to expand our comfort zone and to open the door to abundance in our mind, in our spirit, in our capabilities, whatever you name it. It's because any other way that we pick, our way, the world's way, that's what actually limits us and steals away our understanding of an abundant life. God knows this. That's why he wants us to focus so confidently on his way, and he tells us it's safe to accept letting his spirit lead us in every single way. These choices that we have to trust him all start in our hearts and minds. So I want that to kind of sink in a little bit. And with the questions, I want to encourage you this coming week to spend a little time with him. Remind yourself, anything that I tell myself I'm not allowed to talk to him about, or like, oh, I realized I think this about God, I can't tell him that. <laughs> he already knows, right? I heard somebody say that. It was great. He does. And guess what? He never told me that was a boundary between me and him. I'm telling myself that. What? We limit ourselves so much just right out of the gate. We don't get curious. We don't ask ourselves, why do I feel like this current circumstance is not something that I can go through? Why do I think that? Because maybe somebody else talked about it that way? Maybe. I want you to get curious. I want you to accept and embrace what you find, too, knowing that nothing defines you except God's value inside of you. He gave you value that never goes away. Wow. So if we are going to organize our life God's way, that's the way to an abundant life. Can you see that? Like, he's the only life source 
if I plug in my figure it out meter to social media, to books that I've, you know, I'm a hoarder of books. I'm totally the first one to say that. Um, yeah, to like books that I'm reading, to podcasts, to other people, to anybody or any other thing in my life. If I'm trying to figure it out based on what I find there without involving God, I'm probably going to get a limited perspective. It may help me a little bit. I'm not even throwing that out, but we're talking about both and, right? What are we basing our foundation on? So the Organize Your Life Bible Verses handout, there are actually two pages to that. So true to form, as a workshop, I would like you to put those two pages together. <laughs> um, there's a first page, and then there's a second page that has like notes for today or something like that on there. So that's the second page of it. But these are just some verses that I... Um, that God was bringing to me to like help me understand how does the spiritual meet the practical, right? So 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17 is on there. And I want to throw this out to you. Uh, first of all, actually, I wrote myself a little note. The lyric from one of the songs that we sang today, P.S., how much do all of those songs just hit this nail on the head, Right? Um, one of the lyrics, though, that stood out to me is, God of your promise, you don't speak in vain. No syllable is empty or void. So I want you to think about that when, when a verse comes to you um, that God wants to encourage you, when you think about your own anchoring truths, when you pick out in here, this is a verse that's standing out to me. I'm not, I'm not really sure why. Seek him on it. We're allowed to have questions. In fact, we're supposed to. If his ways are higher than our ways and his ways are so mysterious, of course they are. He's God. Why does that make it not okay for me to be where I am? It doesn't. He didn't say that it did. So where am I getting that from, right? So I want you to really land. When you find a truth in here that you just believe in your gut, I want you to accept it. And I want you to get curious with him about it. Like, why is this standing out to me? What do you want me to apply this to in my practical situation? God wants us to be able to apply the spiritual directly to the practical. Why else would he have, like, it literally is irrational to think that that's not what he wanted. Because again, we're here living this life absolutely for a reason. Absolutely for his purposes. And he wants to expand our minds about how the heavenly truths meet this earthly reality. So 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, from now on meaning after we accepted Christ and are saved. Though we once regarded Christ in this worldly way, we do so no longer. Because if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. So I want you to look at your life right now and think about just some of the things that were top of mind for you when you were like, this is the workshop that I think I want to go to, that I might think that I need. Maybe I didn't really want to go, but I think I need it. I want you to look at that exact example in your real life right now. God is calling us each to a brand new season of newness. And yes, I use the word new quite a bit. And that's on purpose. So everything new, everything is new right now, including you. 
And I'll say being in the messy middle myself with all of this stuff, some of it major, like did the offer on our house go through? Still unsure. Like there's so many things going on right now, but am I allowing me to be new? I want you to think of yourselves in this room right now as updated versions of yourself. And you get to talk with your brain and help remind your brain. So picture your brain is almost like, you know, your child. <laughs> like your brain doesn't get to boss you around. You get to be the adult to your brain. Remind your brain, I'm a new person right now. I could choose from this very second to make a decision I've never made before. I could do that. And our brains love to just like bring old stories in, you know, and part of that is for self-protection because if it's an old story, chances are high it's something I'm familiar with, right? So if I'm in something new, brand new, newness, everything's new, my brain's like, what are we gonna do with that? Like, but this is where I get to step into God's truth and have him lead and guide me. What do I get to tell myself is updated today? This is, what I, this is how I want to look at my current situation today. If, this has, if what you're dealing with has been stumping you and you've been feeling stuck and you've been feeling trapped or not enough, all of those negative feelings, in fact, I listed some of mine, overwhelm, anxiety, fearfulness, unstable, those are my feelings. My thoughts were things are going to go wrong. I can't handle this. We don't know what we're doing. There's no way God cares about this part. And then what I was doing, because I was feeling and thinking those things, is overworking, underworking, and basically just avoiding. And the beautiful thing about calling it what it is, is you get to catch it. All you need to do is interrupt, okay? A lot of times when we uncover negativity, or we uncover like some kind of a negative feeling or pattern or thought, we immediately want to rush in and be like, okay, like I need to overhaul, get it out, destroy it. Like I don't ever want to think that or do that or whatever, uh, ever again. But that's not helpful <laughs> because it's not realistic. So if you think about 10% better, I want you to think that if that's your only goal, hey, if I were to feel 10% better right now, what word would I assign to that feeling? If I were to do 10% better at handling this, what could that look like? And if that's even difficult because it's so low and it's so negative, I want you to give yourself complete permission. And this is what it takes. It takes giving yourself permission. It's an action from you to you. And this is what I think God wants you to understand about this whole topic is your heart space toward him and your heart space toward yourself. If you are acting like you're not confident and you don't believe that you're capable, unfortunately, that's going to hold you back. God spent so much time and focus in the scriptures of reminding us, please don't worry. Please don't live in fear. Please don't lean on your own understanding. Please don't. <laughs> because he's loving. You read that God's way thing, those are just my thoughts. Like, write your own. Who is God if he's God, right? And what practically does he want me to take from that foundation of knowing who he is? So God's first focus for us is on identity, right? 
who do I think he is? Who do I think I am? Because that's where it all starts. We could get caught up in the weeds and talk about time blocking and what calendar do I use and how many hours a week do I spend organizing my week? These kinds of things, we're not going to do that today. We're going to get a little into that. So don't worry, you're definitely going to come away with practicality coming through here. But this is the practicality I really need for you to grab right now. Some of you, your brain is going, this is not productive. It's just simply not productive. Like, what am I doing sitting here talking about that? I'm, I'm not kidding because part of my brain does that. I'm a very, like, tons of irons in the fire, 80 miles an hour. That used to be my life. God has been overhauling me this year, wanting me to get to the heart of what he desires my priorities and my values to be for my life. And that meant that I was going to have to do things a different way. And I'm telling you the freedom that comes on the other side of accepting that he has a different way and that we're allowed to choose it and maybe it might even be better. I can't tell you exactly what it looks like because your feeling is going to be all you. Your experience is going to be all you. But I will tell you that if you're feeling challenged to feel a different way because of what you know, to do something a different way because of what you know, um, or to think differently, to change that story, to update you, that's God calling you into your abundant life that he designed you for, period. And it's always there. That invitation is always there. Again, it's not like, you know, have you seen the like um, habit tracker idea where you just do like X's on the days to make sure, right? Like to make sure that you're doing your habit consistently. He's not and I told you so, God, so he's not holding it against me if there's even 50 red X's and then I skipped one. It's my brain that tells me that's not okay. I'm not enough. I may as well have never started. Like, let's get real. Like, who's telling me that? Just curious, right? Just curious. Who's telling me that? So paying attention to how you feel when we go through some of these reframes and some of these distinctions, that's going to get you money. <laughs> like, I mean, like, value, obviously. But those are the real truths that he wants you to catch. Um, so his first focus for us is identity. It's the lens that you see things through to decide whether you believe something is possible for you, okay? So remind, again, just think about like you're interrupting your brain. When I talked about like all we want to do with these negative things is we just want to like turn the tables over and destroy them and never deal with them again, but that's not how it works. Here's how it works. Interrupt. You're allowed to be rude to your brain. Just stop the cycle and be like, excuse me, <laughs> I just need to interrupt here. <laughs> Where is that coming from? I never really journaled, like I didn't know how to do it. I told myself I was going to be super embarrassed and ashamed to read all of my thoughts, so I just didn't really do it um, since high school. I haven't really done it, except these past two years. And I realized that um, I was getting really performancy about the journaling, but people kept, it kept coming to me. God wanted me to know Writing it down frees your brain, right? I see you nodding. Writing it down frees your brain. And I want, to, I want you to know that you can be helped in that spiral 
by just jotting it down. My journaling doesn't look like other people's journaling, probably. Um, I didn't really, of course, I do a lot of research, so I was like, what is the right way to journal? Like, come on, like, there's no right way. Um, you got to go with what works for you, but my way of journaling is bullet points. It's just what works for me. Um, so I don't have to do, like, complete sentences that all make sense together and make all this, because it doesn't, usually. But when I sit down to journal, I do bullet points. This is a thought. Oh, that's a fragment of a thought. You know, that kind of thing. And I will tell you, as soon as you write down, give yourself 10 minutes, okay? That's a practical way to do this. If you just set a timer on your phone for 10 minutes and remind your brain, which is probably screaming at you, you don't have time to do this because it's new for you. You don't normally spend your time toward what you need. So obviously your brain would have that thought, whoa, 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 you don't do things this way. You're right. Update. I'm updating myself. Other me, past me, doesn't do things this way. That's why I'm starting to do things this way, right? So you get to be friendly and compassionate, but also be the adult. Be the adult of your brain. God knows that with identity, that's where it starts in what we're accepting is true in our lives um, and where we're looking for what's true. So is it from God? Is it from somewhere else, right? Pay attention to where you're seeking the truth out. That's really, really going to be key. It's definitely been for me. So with the identity thing, like, I want you to ask yourself, okay, so the, two thi the four questions about identity, two are for you, two are for God. Who do you see when you look at yourself? What do you think when you think about yourself? And it's the same two questions about God. Who do you see when you look at God? I don't think they're on the handout. Yes. Who do you see when you look at yourself? What do you think when you think about yourself? And like I said, it's the same too, but for God. So who do you see when you look at God? What do you think when you think of God? That's all, all you need to know for the foundational part, okay? So thinking about your life being brand new, you're called into a brand new season to do new things with yourself, but you get to remind yourself, I'm a new me. So I get to do new things. It's okay. Trial and error, for some reason, is not very acceptable in our culture. <laughs> not really sure why, because that's what life takes. It takes messing up at something when I'm trying to figure out what does work, right? So I've been trying to remind myself, this next thing that I do, if it's brand new to me, it's just, a, it's just an experiment. I'm just experimenting. Um, sometimes I think of it as a chemistry experiment because usually there's blowing up involved. But whatever is helpful for you, 
get yourself a nice, like a funny, but a clear visual of what it is that you're doing when you step into the new. And when you remind your brain, I'm a new person and this is what I'm trying. So I want you to think right now. And in fact, I'd love for you to share with your table what comes up for you with these questions about newness. <laughs> what feelings, what are the feelings that newness and change bring up in you? So now I want to ask you, kind of sprinkling it in, what do you think God is pulling your focus to as you're thinking about newness and change? What is God maybe pulling your focus to as you think about newness and change? Okay, ladies, we've got about 10 minutes left, which, true to form, I got so excited about some of these things. <laughs> there are just a lot of things that I'll probably put into week two. But I wanted to point out a couple things really quick of some, just some of what I overheard. And I want you, first of all, before I say this, I want you to grab what God's crystallizing in you. Just, just grab it. Don't forget it. Jot it down. Because um, I don't want to stop you mid-thought and then you lose something really good. Yeah. Okay, so a couple things about newness. I heard someone say, I'm excited, but I'm not necessarily good at it. Amazing. Positive. Unsure. A lot of times in our culture, we translate unsure to mean negative. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but... Sometimes we think if we're unsure a little about something positive, it means we aren't really positive about it. And then it kind of just brings our whole mood down. So I want you to grab again here. I'm not necessarily good at it. What am I basing good on? Right? I want you to get really curious, like I've been saying, about the words you use. And why did I pick that word? I think that when I said that word, I think it meant the same to everybody that I was talking to, but maybe it doesn't. Because being good at newness, like being good at going through changes, what would that, what would that look like, right? And honestly, the person's definition that matters the most for you is going to be obviously God's, but, but really yours, because you're the one going through it. So really honor your experience that way. So I just wanted to point that out. I love that because it's a both and. We need to allow that to be true. One thing I heard too is it makes me nervous. And um, I had read this book that was talking about how if, um, so feelings are sensations in our body. Nervous could be translated by somebody else as excited. And the, in this particular book, it was talking about, I think, like, Bruce Springsteen and, like, how he feels before, right before he goes on stage. And he talks about, like, I'm sweating a lot. I'm, like, my head is pounding. My heart is, like, beating out of my chest. Like, I feel kind of tight. But that's when I know I can't wait to get out there. <laughs> you read all of the things of, like, his sensations in his body, and you're, like, oh my gosh, like what are you walking into, buddy? But he's excited. That's what he translates that into. So I want you to catch, yeah, just the feeling language, the thought language, as you even talk through what's going on in your life. And obviously several of these 
handouts you're going to be doing um, on your own time in this week in between. Honestly, for this week, it might even work better that way. But next week and the week after, I really want you to be able to do some worksheets together and then kind of like come together and hear some thoughts about it. Because again, we're just getting curious. Like, um, what makes my heart sing? This one, I feel like really speaks to God's, his, his intimate love for you. This wants to start you back in your own childhood and get you to reclaim and rediscover yourself. The threads of who you are go into who new you is today. The threads of who you've always been. And God intended all of that. So some of these, I, I'm going to be completely blunt. Before some of my growth stuff that I really had to push myself to get my brain to accept things in a different way, before I went through some of that, I would have looked at some of these and been like, come on, what? What makes my heart sing? Uh, uh, I don't want to do that. Come on. Give it a chance. Give it a second. You don't even have to believe that it's going to get you somewhere, but I want you to believe in God. And if God delights in you and you're his child, he cares about who you were as a kid. And he purposed things from even that far back. He purposed things to come into the right now and to inform you of what you do right now in the chaos, in the stress. What do I do right now? Some of it you're going to find in the threads that he's always threaded through your life, okay? Also, this self-kindness. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on the practical reasons for self-kindness next week. But this self-kindness worksheet, again, something to give yourself some time with. It's okay to be uncomfortable, right? It's okay to be physically uncomfortable. It's okay to be disoriented with how you're spending your time. But I really want you to catch how key this is for you. Because again, if you're speaking to yourself, like, I can't do, I can't be in the newness, I can't handle the stress, I can't handle the chaos. If you're speaking in that language to yourself, then you can't, right? You're literally shutting doors to opportunity and possibility. You're shutting them in your brain. And it takes awareness to notice that. And I'll tell you, this, can, this is hard work. This is hard work. It may be talking about softer things, but it is hard work. So don't be surprised when it feels hard and don't let hard make you not get into the positive of it. Okay? God wants you to reclaim your language. He wants you to reclaim your definitions. He wants you to be new because he created you to be a new creation, and that gets to start whenever you decide. Adult of your brain, right? <laughs> That's been, like, insane for me this year. I can't even tell you. My whole life has changed because of that. Okay. So that's that self-kindness in real life. And this little girl here, driven and called. Again, these are my words. These are my descriptions of this definition, how it feels to me. Driven is the way the world works, the way the world typically tells us, this is how you get successful, this is what it takes, this is what it feels like, and this is the machine you have to plug yourself into. Called is what God has put inside of you. You were designed to live inside out, not outside in. And that's what our culture would tell us. That's why we think it's a waste of time to spend time on the internal work. I'll blow the lid right off of that lie. 
It's a beep, 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 lie. <laughs> I wish I could say all of the things, but I can't. It's okay. Honestly, the simplest lies, just we don't even question them. And it's the thing that's going to unlock your freedom. Unlock freedom in your mind first. Use, use the Holy Spirit. Tap into the Holy Spirit to get you through that and to prompt you where to go because he's going to lead you to truth. And if he says, it's my way that actually is the vision for your abundant life, that's the way we want to tap into, right? So I want you to feel that you can use these however it makes sense to you, but I really want to encourage you, be intentional. Because time doesn't just accidentally happen to be able to be spent toward things that we newly prioritize. Our time usually gets spent on things that were old priorities for us, or things that are current, urgent things in the moment. Let's not lie <laughs> to ourselves. Let's not let that lie derail us from some of the new things that are really going to get us further. So plan some time out. Time block it. Protect the boundary. Protect your yes. Because when you say yes to this, you are specifically saying no to that lie. And I want you to stand on that. That's really powerful. So I want you to feel encouraged walking away today that you're allowed to question the foundation of where you're coming from with this whole topic, organization. You do not, clearly, you do not have to be an expert, expert level, <laughs> mastery. We're not going to go through like, you know, a specific course on how to be actually organized. God is going to lead you. And I want you to give yourself permission to remind your brain, I'm a new creation. I get to step into whatever the new prompting is that the Holy Spirit puts inside of me. I get to step into that right now. Don't let anything else, any other voice define your worth, right? Like, I don't want you to walk into being a mom, being a new homeschooling mom, being new at your job, being new in a relationship. I don't want you to walk into any of those things and say, oh, there's always somebody else that's going to be doing this better than me. You will say it. <laughs> Let me give the grace. Like, you will have that moment. But what do you need to remind yourself? Actually, God called me to be in this role. That's weird. It's weird to me. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't make sense to me. But God called me to be here. So that means I'm capable, I'm enough, I'm empowered to do exactly what he prompts me to do in this role. Period. Done. If you don't question it, it doesn't matter who does. And you know what I mean by that. You do need a question, but you know what I'm saying. If you stand confident, it doesn't matter who's not confident in what you decided you're confident in. <laughs> right? That's what that means. So go with God. Spend some time with these things. Really get clear with yourself on that, on the foundation. And I want you to, if you can, build in some journaling. Honestly, I feel led to say this. Some of us picture quiet time with God needing to look a very specific way. And we can get a little bit, um, what's the word when you can't walk under a ladder? Superstitious. <laughs> Thank you. I really feel like that. I feel like we can get a little bit superstitious about if I don't read 10 verses, spend 20 minutes in prayer, 
and do this specific thing, then I haven't met with God. I don't want you to go there. I want you to catch that, interrupt it, and tell it, this is what I'm doing now. I want you to build these things into your quiet time. That's just however you decide to do that is between you and God, but I believe he wants you to have this. I believe he wants you to focus on this and to use that time with him for this. Thank you so much for joining me, so much. This has been awesome. I really appreciate each and every one of you, and I can't wait to hear more as, as we go through this. I just needed to set the foundation today. So um, I hope you enjoy this stuff, and if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> like, get curious, right? Allow all of the feelings and thoughts because it's God that's going to help you make sense of them. He's going to pull you to truth, and you need to trust him to do that because that's what he's going to do. Thank you so much. I'm honored you spent your time with me today.